Welcome to the Money, Marketing, and Freedom Secrets Podcast, the show that equips Shero entrepreneurs with powerful strategies and inspiration to launch, manage, and grow successful online businesses. You'll discover the secrets to mastering all the moving pieces of your online business so you can be free to enjoy life and show up to serve the people who need you now while making a good living doing what you love. Now, it's time to unleash your inner shadow and free yourself from the web of confusion and overwhelm so you can master your client-getting, profit-winning superpowers and live your profitable purpose. Here's your host. Hey, Shira Entrepreneur. Kenya Laburn here. Welcome to the Money, Marketing, and Freedom Secrets Podcast. And welcome back to our throwback series. Um, we are listening to podcasts that I did from a podcast maybe several years ago um, called The Rockstar Spotlight, where I had an opportunity to interview um, many amazing women. And so I wanted to bring back these interviews because it was just so phenomenal and I think you need to hear it. So today we have the opportunity to talk to Gail Crowder and she has a wonderful ministry and business helping Christian women and men um, create solid marriages and talking about the taboo subject of sex in a marriage and how to be how to create a very intimate marriage where you know you have a solid foundation. And so we had a very fun and candid interview. And so I hope you enjoy this as much as I did. And I still do. Um, And although I'm not married, I've, I've since gotten divorced since we had this conversation. I still think that the things that she teaches is really valuable and powerful. And I encourage you, if you're a Christian woman or a man who's married, you definitely want to follow her because she can probably help you put the spark back into your marriage. Um, So enjoy and and let me know what you thought about it and definitely make sure to follow her on social media and connect with her for her next event so let's talk about sex (laughs) (laughs) i don't know some of you are probably like oh my goodness kenya what in the world is going on on your show um but today we're speaking to gail crowder about bringing sexy back to marriage and so i believe that you know to me rocking your stage as a married Christian woman is really all about having the proper balance in all areas of your life. And this is a lesson that I've learned the hard way for sure. I believe that achieving success in your career or even your entrepreneurial endeavors really mean nothing if you don't have the balance and fulfillment at home. So it would seem to me that if you are someone who's married Home matters are really important, specifically when it comes to your spouse. Now, one of the reasons why I really love doing this series is because I get to meet and speak with some amazingly brilliant trailblazing women, women who see a need and a void and don't hesitate to answer the call to fill it. And my guest today, Gail Crowder, is absolutely no exception. I'll give you a bit of an introduction about Gail because she's just a phenomenal woman, as you will See here in a moment. Gail Crowder is a wife of 25 years, a mother of two, and the founder and president of Gail Crowder Inc., a full-service image consulting firm in Maryland. Gail Crowder Inc. is also the home of Bringing Sexy Back to Marriage, a conference dedicated to the spiritual and sexual enhancement of marriages for the modern-day wife. Gail has over two decades of professional experience in the styling and image industry, and she dedicates her time to building the self-perception, public image, spiritual values, and individual life purpose of her clients. She's also authored three books, The Purse-Sized Fashion Guide and The Chronicles of Real Sexy Wives, as well as A Tall Glass of Water. And she lends her extensive educational, professional, and personal experiences to her community, making her a highly regarded teacher, speaker, and workshop facilitator. Welcome, Gail, and thank you so much for taking the time to share your brilliance and passion with us today. Thank you so much for having me. You have no idea how excited I am to be able to share what I do and learn from you as well, because you're a phenomenal woman as well, because I've been on your website, and I thank you so much for supporting people like myself um, to make their uh, vision come to pass. So I just wanted to tell you thank you so much for for doing what you do for us. 
Oh, not a problem, not a problem. I, I believe that we all have to help each other do what God has purposed us to do. You know what I mean? So uh, this is this this is kind of a mutual uh, honor. <laughs> so now, Gail, you are the founder of the conference bringing sexy back to marriage. What inspired you to create it, create that conference? And just tell us a little bit about it and how it came about. Actually, it came about, and it had it was God. Trust and believe me, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because uh, it, it's been a true struggle to get this uh, baby to fruition. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it started when um, myself and three other girlfriends had went to a networking event for women called Women of Power, and it was pretty much a networking event for entrepreneurs. Mm. And we had been there, and we got some really good information, you know, did the business card exchange and all those kind of things and made connections, and it was time for us to go to lunch. Mm. And we all got in our cars and went um, to lunch and met at a particular restaurant. And at the time, the girls that was with me, we had all been friends for 15 years or more. And we had been through, you know, us getting married, and we've been through, you know, our children growing up together, and we just, you know, and we always talked about marriage. You know, the girl, he's getting on my nerves. Let's go, you know, let's go meet for lunch. I just got to get this off my chest kind of conversation. But we never really had an in-depth conversation about sex and marriage. And what happened was we had sat down around 12:15 at this particular restaurant um, in the Washington D.C. metropolitan area, and uh, one of my girlfriends who had been divorced and then got remarried six months prior, um, she's when we sat down, the waiter came and just basically took our, our drink order, and she just blurted out, just out of the blue, "All my husband wants to do is have sex." And we look like, where did that come from? Because it had nothing to do with the drinks. It had nothing to do with the networking. It had nothing to do with anything that was going on that day. And that began a dialogue between me and my girlfriend that lasted till around 8-something that night. Mm. And we talked about, you know, how we lost our sexy back and how when we were dating our husbands, you know, we used to put on the sexy lingerie and why do you think men go to strip clubs and how our bodies have changed and all I mean, we talked about every single thing, you know, how being an entrepreneur and some of them were entrepreneurs as well as working a full time job and how at the end of the day once you get home and you cook and you talk to the kids and you do all that thing, you have nothing left for your husband. Yeah, but how we used to be able to balance it all when we were dating them before we had kids and all of these different things. And as we begin, you know, wrapped up our conversation, of course, we had to tip the waiter really, really good because we were taking <laughs> up the table for all that period of time. Right. We, you know, as we got in our perspective cars, um, as I was driving home, you know, God was like, Gail, you really need to do something about that. And I was like, do something about what? It's like that conversation that you had with your girlfriend is women all over the world who have don't have a safe place to have that type of conversation. Mm. And I really want you to create that safe place. And that's mm. literally how bringing sexy back to the marriage started. And, you know, I didn't have any, any background in that at, at the time I had only been married 19 years. And I, I, you know, I was an image consultant, so I'm like, God, what, you know, how do you do something like this when, you know, I'm used to doing something totally different. Mm. And and that's where it pretty much started. Mm. That's phenomenal, and it it amazes me, but it it's almost like it doesn't because that's how God works. <laughs> um, and that conversation was a divine conversation. It had to be had in order for this wonderful event that you have created here to be, you know, birthed. So that's amazing. You know, something else that kind of jumped out at me when you talked about how, you know, you didn't have any background in this and just the whole idea that sex a lot of times outside of marriage or we hear a lot about sex outside of marriage, you know, in the world and the world's view on sex and and it's it's become so that speaking openly about sex in the context of marriage, which is kind of ironic, 
Um, but, when, you know, being able to speak openly about sex in the context of marriage is kind of taboo. So how have you have you experienced any pushback from creating this event from, like, the church? And and how do you handle it? And, and why do you think it's such a, a touchy subject and it's so controversial when it comes to helping people um, develop this, this area in their marriages? Well, you know, I have had such a pushback from the church, but it's getting better. And I'll tell you, when I first started this and I went to – my, you know, my church and I went to all these different churches and we were sending information out about the first conference. I was so excited and whatever. And, you know, it would, as soon as they read the word bringing sexy, that was the end of the conversation. They didn't want to hear any more about it. And the thing was, is that I'm never going to question doctrine in each individual church. Where bringing sexy back comes straight, it comes straight out of the Songs of Solomon. And, you know, I have never in in the history of my 45 years being on this planet and being in church pretty much all my life had a had a pastor to just open up and say we're going to go come from the you know songs of Solomon but it's in the book and they keep telling us to live every you know 66 books of promises but they keep skipping over that and so when God charged me to handle this you know I was like Lord these people don't want what what you told me to create. And he told me, I said, well, maybe I should change the name. He's like, no, you're not going to change the name. It's going to be bringing sexy back to the marriage. And so with that being said, when God said that it was so, he told me, I got you. As long as you're doing what I'm supposed to do, you come straight from my word and you listen to what I have to say, I'm going to take care of it. And I will tell you, he has been faithful and just his word. Do I take a lot of hits? Absolutely. Do, does it hurt my feelings sometimes? Absolutely. But I will tell you this, that that God is being faithful. I mean, I have women from all over the world that's coming to bring a sexy back to the marriage. I have first ladies bringing, you know, groups mm-hmm. of women that are coming. And the thing is, is that, they, of course, they come apprehensive. They come because they don't know what to expect. They come because it's, 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 it's something that needs to be addressed because when you look at statistics in and out of the church, the um, the biggest two things that cause controversy in the marriage is finances and the lack of sex. But mm-hmm. nobody's addressing that. You have, you know, all kind of things, Dave Ramsey with his, you know, mm-hmm. um, Mm-hmm. you know, uh, financial peace program. You have all of these programs, but nobody's addressing the sex piece. And, you know, I, I have been privileged to be able to travel all over the world, not just with my speaking and teaching and those kind of things, but my husband used to be active duty military. And uh, they would, you know, I've been privileged to go to many different women's conferences as well as speak at them. And they separate the married women and separate the single women, and they tell us how to be submissive, and they tell us all of these things that, you know, we should be doing as wives, and I do agree with them. But they don't tell us, you know, sometimes why don't we want our husbands touching us because he is cheating on us or we can't trust him with our heart or he's dwindling away the finances so you're working like a dog and or he doesn't help clean up and he doesn't help do these things with the children. And so with those kind of things, we address and bring in sexy back to the marriage. We, we address all of those things that are is missing in those traditional conferences. Yeah, and, I mean, and I would tell you it's working. It is working. I get more testimonies from the husbands than I do from the wives. <laughs> wow. Wow. I yes. bet you do. I mean, because it, you know, as you were talking, first of all, I was thinking like, wow, we have so much in common. My husband's ex-military too. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, just a lot of the things that you were talking about, I was thinking, wow, like I've I've pretty much had all of that happen in in my my marriage and mm-hmm. a lot of times we suffer in silence because who can we really talk to about it and Correct. and and our marriages suffer like you said you know we get divorced and all of that and that happened in in my life actually recently and we talk about, you know, how women, you know, we have all these things on our plate. We, you know, are entrepreneurs. We're working. We're, you know, taking care of the kids, the laundry, all of that fun stuff. And then, you know, by the end of the day, we, like you said, we're burned out um, and we don't have time for sex or we don't want to have sex because we we're thinking about what we have to do the next day. On top of whatever 
issues are going on between, you know, my husband and I. And I had an experience where I had a purge. We were just going to call it a purge. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I had a purge, and I was able to, like, get a lot of that stuff off my chest. And then my husband and I's intimacy level just kind of skyrocketed. And I thought to myself, like, okay, I was holding all of that stuff in. And I was thinking that, you know, my, you know, I I was going through that whole thing. I was like, well, maybe I don't have a sex drive anymore or maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, things are different. And it was like, it was really just all of that stuff I was holding in that once I was able to clear that, it opened up a whole new opportunity for my husband and I to engage with each other. So do you find that a lot of times it's, it's what, we are emotionally holding on to that causes a barrier between us being able to have healthy intimacy between our husbands. Absolutely. And we as women feel guilty when we, we, we learn the art of no. A lot of times uh, some of the stuff that we're carrying is because we choose to carry them and we don't say no or we don't say we need help. Mm. Those two things that women feel that they can't say. Yeah. Or they don't know how to say it without hurting someone's feelings. If they tell their kids, you know what, you're in soccer. You don't need to be in soccer. You don't need to be in basketball and piano. I can't do it. So you need to choose one. It's okay to say you just need to choose one because you can't, you can't run all over the universe. You just can't. Because when you do that times two and how many other kids you might have, then you you have no time. You have nothing left because you're leaving one practice to another practice. Then on top of it, you're trying to cook dinner. Then on top of that, you're trying to do homework. And then on top of that, you have to try to get yourself together if you're an entrepreneur because you have clients. Or even if you're working a normal job, you got to try to get yourself together to focus and do what you need to do at your, your job. And then the routine starts all over again. And then your husband's somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And really, when you look at the order of what God has placed for us, it's God first, your husband second, and everything else needs to follow up under that. But we do it in a reverse because we want to take be a good mother, and we want to take care of our kids, and we want to do this, and we want to do this, and then we want to be good girlfriends. And we, at the end of the day, the husband is all the way down at the bottom of the list. Yeah. And and when your kids grow up and you look around and your house is empty, you're gonna still be looking at that man that you don't know. So if you really do it the way that God designs it to be, you will have a fulfilling relationship because you will learn the art of no, and you will learn the art of how, okay, I need help. Mm. I need help. And it's okay to say you need help. It's okay to say I have too many balls up in the air, and how can I, I modify this to become a better person? Because at the end of the day, you will, will basically wear yourself out, and you still won't be happy trying to do all this stuff for other people. Mhm. It's what I call the superwoman syndrome. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and then you know we all had it, but sometimes we have to put out, take down our cape. <laughs> mhm. Mhm. I, I trade in my cape. I traded in my cape a, a little bit a long time ago because it it does it 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 kills you. It kills your relationship, and it's just not healthy. So you kind of touched on this a little bit earlier. You know how we are taught about you know, how it's important to please our husbands and, you know, we taught about all of that in the church and even in, you know, the worldview, we talk taught a lot about what the man needs. Men need physical intimacy. And so we as women a lot of times we understand that. But then sometimes it seems like, you know, men aren't educated or enlightened in the same way when it comes to our emotional intimacy needs. And a lot of times I believe that, you know, we as women take the position that, well, you should know, he should know what I'm thinking. He should know to do these things. He should know that, you know, I need, um, you know, this or that from him. How do you think we can stop getting our husbands or trying to get our husbands to read our minds so that we can both get our needs met? Well, for, for, for me, I needed to learn to communicate what I need because he's not a mind reader. And if we hold those things in and walk around with the attitude, see, that just causes more strife in the marriage. See, for me, I was like, well, he knows that I'm tired. He knows that he should be doing laundry. He knows whatever. But then in his mind, when we started having a conversation, he was like, well, gee, that's what he calls me. He's like, gee, well, I thought 
I know that you like the laundry folded a certain way. You never took took the time to tell me how you like the laundry folded, so I figure if I do it, you're going to be upset because you have to redo it again anyway, so I just didn't do it. So those are the kind of things that I needed taken off of my plate because my thoughts was you guys are here all day Saturday, and most of the time I'm teaching and working on Saturdays. And I said, so, you know, the laundry's stacked up. You could at least done the laundry. And his thing was I didn't mind doing the laundry. I just didn't want to do the laundry and spend the time folding it, and then you go behind me and redo it. So little things like that that we take for granted yeah. or we assume that they know, we need to have a conversation. And that's the reason why I said the art, learning the art of no and learning the art of help. Because when I tell my husband, I need for you to be able to do the laundry, and I, need, I don't care how you fold it up, I just need it done because it bothers me when I come home and you guys have been home all day and the laundry stacked up. So I don't have that problem, but see, it was years that I was carrying around. I can't believe that you guys been here, and I'm just coming in and I'm fussing, so I look like this mad woman that just walked through the door and I played it. And what we don't realize is that we set the tone in our household. Yeah. We set the temperature. And if mom was crazy, everybody else is walking around looking crazy. Mm-hmm. And so I had to realize that I needed to communicate not just to my husband but to my sons what I needed from them. I need certain things to be able to come home because I have given myself to other people, and I need for you guys to be able to step up to the plate and handle these things so I have more to give to you. You Mm -hmm. see what I mean? Because Mm -hmm. a lot of times we just hold it and then we explode, and everybody's looking like, why are you exploding when you just didn't open your mouth when it it first began to bother you? And so for me, communication is key in every area of your life. And we as women find ourselves communicating effectively better with our girlfriends, with our bosses, mm-hmm. people outside our homes, which we really need to communicate better in our homes so we can be better communicators outside of our homes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's a wonderful point, some really practical advice on how to handle all of that. So now in your title, it's called Bringing Sexy Back to Marriage. Um, so what is the sexy? Because what what I get from that is, I mean, I know that you're talking about, um, you know, helping us reconnect physically with our husbands. But is there more to that term sexy? Absolutely. Sexy has nothing to do with clothing, has nothing to do with what you put on. It is a internal spark that you are confident and who you are and whose you are and who God created you to be, in effect. Mm -hmm. That is truly what is sexy. You can see, you can have a woman that walk into a room with a power suit on, fully covered up, and you're like, who is she? Mm -hmm. And you can have another woman walk in there with her boobs hanging out and the clothes too tight and all those kind of things, and you're like, what is that? (laughs) It it has nothing to do with clothing, and I always tell women, being sexy is something that is an internal thing when you're just confident. It has nothing to do with a man. It it just has something to do with the glow, the internal flame that God has given you that is is transported out from within to to the outward exterior. That's really what being sexy is all about. And, and you, you've seen it. You've experienced other women. You're just like, I, I just want to say hello to you, or I just want to say you look very nice today, or you give the person a compliment and you don't even know why you really need to do that, but it's something about them. That's what that's what sex. That's what it is. It's just affecting the the, the atmosphere that's around you. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. That's good, and it does. You're right. It does start from that confidence. Because I can think back to when, you know, after I had my children, you know, I first had my first son. I I had lost my confidence. You know, my body changed, and then by the third one, it really changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, you know, I didn't look at, and it didn't matter how many times my husband said I look good or whatever. It was like because I hadn't gotten to a point where I felt that about myself, I couldn't then stand in that and really, you know, be able to, to, to be that not only just, like you said, not just in my marriage, but also, well, I mean, that whole confidence thing is so hugely important to really be able to get. So really it starts with really, it starts with us. 
right? It does. And you have to do the work. You have to know that nobody on this planet could ever be you. It has nothing to do with the size. It has nothing to do with the color. It has nothing to do with any of those things. When you really tap in to say, and, and that's why I trademark when God made me, he truly made something special. Because when I tell you, is nobody on the planet like Gail Crowder? Nobody. And so that makes me sexy because nobody ever could ever be me. And when you get a hold to that, that I am a one-of-a-kind original, that is sexy. Mm. That's good. That's sexy. And you can, and it, when you look at yourself, you can, we can all find our flaws. Mm-hmm. We can all find them. But when you really tap in to say that I woke up this morning and there's nobody, and I don't know how many billions of people are on this planet, but nobody can be you, that's incredible. That's, that's sexy to me. Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> that's, that's sexy. When you, when you really think about it and say, you know, if nobody on this planet could ever, your daughter, if you have one, could look like you, she could probably act like you, but she could never be you. Mm-hmm. Isn't, that incre- isn't that incredible? Incredible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's incredible. And so to me, that's what sexy is. It has nothing to do with clothing. It has nothing to do with lingerie. It has nothing to do with that. Mm. And I'm so I, I, I admonish the women who come to my conference or get on any of my webinars or whatever to really hold and tap into that that place where you you can find your way out of all the negativity that you felt you've fed yourself because ninety nine percent of the time it's not our husband mm-hmm. it's not our husband that's feeding us negative things we're feeding it to ourselves every time we look in that mirror yeah yeah so I read an article. Um, that was inspired by the, by an interview you did, you did back in 2011, and you you may not remember it, <laughs> but um, it was it was you know about how we can reignite the flames and desire in our marriage, and you shared mm-hmm. three tips, one of which was to um, well I'll share them all with you. One of what one of the tips you gave was to clear your mind and create a vision. Mm-hmm. Um, to go back to where it all started and to have a conversation with God. Practically, can you just share with us how we can apply those tips to our lives? Yes. For for is is that an article? Can Christian women really be sexy? Is that it was, is that where you got that from? It was a, a article by L. J. Acker. Yeah, um, that, that I think is can Christian women be sexy? Yeah, that's what, what that's I remember the article. Yeah. Because I got a lot of feedback from that article. Um, but anyway, <laughs> the, 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 the thing is, is that cre- create a plan. I think that we as women, we plan, just say, for instance, when we get into our perspective um, um, field, just say, for instance, you, want, you start off as a secretary and you decide, okay, I, I want to eventually be the CEO of whatever, this Fortune 500 company. We go in there with a game plan. We just don't say, okay, I got this secretarial job and I'm okay with that job. We always want to do more, so we're always looking, how do I better myself? I need to go back and take a, you know, advanced typing test or, you know, whatever it is, every area of our life we plan to succeed. Would, would you say that's pretty much true for, for women who, who are um, in, the, you know, in the corporate ladder or even entrepreneurs? We, we have a game plan. I know for myself, for my business, I have a game plan. Okay, I want to produce this. I want to produce this because at the end of the day, my goal is to make this per year or this, my, my, my goal is to affect this many women's lives. How can I get a platform for this or whatever? We always are thinking about that particular thing because we always make a, a goal. Some of us make vision boards to say, mm-hmm. okay, this 2014 is the year of this or whatever. So we make a game plan for that. But I say make a game plan for your, for your marriage mm-hmm. because let me just tell you, when you make a game plan for your marriage and you work that marriage game plan like you work every other plan, Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you will find that your husband will be supporting that game plan, and yeah. you will be able to not only succeed in your marriage, but you will succeed in every other area of your life because you have this extra team member that, yeah. that is with you. That's, 
wonderful. That's the first thing. That's what I meant by that first bullet point. And what was the second bullet point? I'm sorry. Go back to where it all started. Yes, and some of us are so intertwined in all the stuff that we have going on in our current situation, whether it's financial or whether he's hurt us or whether we've hurt ourselves or, you know, all those kind of things. But when you go all the way back to that initial meeting and that initial romance and that initial kiss and all the stuff that was initially before all of this stuff happened, you will reconnect with that person that you first fell in love with. You will be able to, 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 to remove all of those things. I didn't say forget, but that's the core of what puts you guys together in the first place. Yeah. Sometimes we allow so much other stuff to cloud, and you're like, I don't even know what made me fall in love with him in the first place. And it's really like going back to that, that child when he was the happiest time mm-hmm. of your life. You know, I can go back to age 14. Between 14 and 16 was the happiest time of my life. I enjoyed high school. I enjoyed just being a cheerleader. I enjoyed all the, the the things that came back. So whenever I'm in a place where I'm in turmoil, I go back to that happy place. What really made and shaped Dale, what made me want to become an entrepreneur, what made me fall in love with passion, uh, fashion, all those kind of things. So that's the reason why I say go back to that happy place. Go back and look at your husband. No matter if he's 250 pounds now and he was 150 when you married him, go back to that place and put it in perspective and begin to journal what made me fall in love with with that person and fall in love with them all over again because it's possible it really is yeah and then the last point you made was to have a conversation with god you mean we can talk about god about our sex lives (laughs) oh absolutely he's the one who created it the world perverted it but he's created it because he put it in his word he put it in his words. So I have a conversation with, with, with God about my marriage all the time. But now that I, because that, that I, uh, I know what it is to have a bad marriage. Don't, don't get it twisted. I, I know in September 26th and 96, you know, me and my husband was calling it quits. Trust and believe me, he had moved out. I was going to kill him. And, yeah, so, <laughs> no, I was. I was going to kill Gil. Seriously, yeah. that was what was going to happen. Now, it's a police report that says I was going to kill him. So, <laughs> And so I know what it is to have a bad marriage, but I also know what it is to have a wonderful marriage. And see, when you don't put God in the center of it, which I didn't have at that time, that's when all chaos comes in. Because the devil's not happy that you are walking and, and have your household in the order of God. Do, yeah. do we still have arguments and all those kind of things? Absolutely, because we're still people, still two people that have opinions living in fleshly body. So don't think that I think everything is perfect because it's not. But is my marriage 100% better than it was back then? The answer is yes. Do I have to work on it every single day? Yes. Do I pray for my husband? That was something I was not doing. I didn't pray for my husband. I thought, okay, he got his own prayer life. Let him go for it. But I I prayed for my husband and I prayed for my children, and I I prayed and interceded for other marriages all over the world Every morning at 4 o'clock, every morning at 4 o'clock, I'm up praying and interceding for marriages because it's such a, a valuable thing to God and it's such a val- valuable thing to the world and they just don't realize it. And, you know, so many people are like, girl, I'm not getting married because everybody I know getting married, getting divorced. Well, that doesn't have to be. And it, it's not okay. It's not okay with the order where God has created us to be. But we have allowed so many different outside sources to come in and, and really pervert what God created marriage to be. So that is the charge for bringing sexy back to the marriage. Is, and, and can I do it all by myself? The answer is no. And that's the reason why I partner with so many different other entities to really bring marriage to the forefront and let people know you can be married, have fun. You can do all. I mean, you can just have a really, really good time hanging out with your husband. And at first yeah. I did not know that. I really did yeah. Yeah, I know. It's I did. Marriage is like it's almost like a you know you they make it seem like it's a death sentence, and we sometimes buy into that. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely, uh-huh. yeah, absolutely, we buy into it. And I was one of those people. So, like I said, I don't I don't knock people, but I I, I mean we we perish for the lack of lack of knowledge. And yeah. so when bringing sexy back, we try to give them the the the, the knowledge that you know it's okay to to get past the hurt. It's okay. That, that you you can be who you are 
you can know who you are because that makes you sexy. That really does make you sexy. For you to be a confident woman and know what you bring to the table when it comes to your marriage is sexy. Mm. And that's what we work on. Well, that's wonderful, Gail. I mean, everything that you you are doing to empower and equip women, Christian women, Christian married women with the tools um, that we need to really up-level our marriages and really ultimately, is, you know, the end game is really, I mean, you have healthy marriages, everything is better. Um, so it's just fabulous that you're doing it. I am so honored that you came on to share this with you. So with us. So tell us, um, I know you just wrapped up a conference, right? So for those of us who are like, you know what, I need to come to the next conference, how can we do that? How can we connect with you? What do we need to know about the next Bringing Sexy Back to Marriage conference? Well, I'm getting ready to, um, if you can connect with me on Facebook, it's uh, Bringing Sexy Back to the Marriage. Just hit the like button. I'm getting ready to do some wise master classes. Um, and we're going to be conducting those on Google Hangouts. So um, look for that information. Please, you know, you can connect with me. If you can't remember, bring a sexy back to the marriage. Um, Facebook, just my name, Gail Crowder. Um, I'm on Pinterest. I'm on um, Instagram. All of that is under my name, just Gail Crowder. Um, and so would, um, are you welcome to, you know, visit my website? It's just gailcrowder.com, and it will take you to the bring a sexy back to the marriage um page as well if you just look underneath my brand. Um, if you want to go directly to the Bring Your Sexy Back to the Marriage site, it's just bsbconference.com, so bsbconference.com. Um, but pretty much I'm an open book. You can Google my name and all the other stuff will come up. Um, but I am going to do some wise master chat uh, master classes starting in March, so look mm-hmm. for that. Okay. Um, but I only hold the conference once a year, and it is held in Maryland. But if um, the information will be put out in March as well. I'm just looking for a new venue um, because, as we spoke before, um, I have outgrew my venue um, for the last five years. I've been turning down women, and I'm, and I'm truly grateful for that. So I'm looking for another venue, and I will have all that locked down by this weekend. And then um, the next conference will be called Creation. Woman, I mean, man, woman, sex, and God said it was oh so good. So that's the next conference going to be called Creation. And so um, we're going to really dive into what God has to say about the man, the woman, and sex. Um, and so I'm really excited about that. Um, I'm finalizing my speakers and those kind of things. So in March we'll have all of that up on the website. And, and um, I admonish women who are um, going to come is to, to – come and pay early, register early, and like I said, all that information will be put out on all the different social medias mm-hmm. um, because I do sell out, and uh, and I'm grateful for that, that God has blessed us, um, that it sells out. I have women coming all the way from Germany and Canada. I mean, mm-hmm. I had two women come from Brazil uh, last year, so it's just an incredible ride. It truly is. Mm-hmm. Well, this is this is awesome. Um, yeah, just for everyone who's listening, I'll make sure that all the links that Gail um, noted here will be available for you to access. And it's just a really phenomenal movement that you're creating. And you know, I I can imagine it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger because that's what you know. Whenever we're walking in God's vision and purpose for our lives, that's what happens. <laughs> I receive that. <laughs> I receive that. <laughs> That's like, yeah, yeah, you are doing some amazing work, and God is doing some amazing work through you. So I'm just so honored to be able to um, have you on here and share this exciting and amazing event. And you have to go out to our site because it just looks like an, a phenomenal experience, and we hadn't have time to just talk about some of the things that happened in the conference. But um it it just truly looks like the women really have a good time. We do have a wonderful time. Trust and believe me, we do. And there's <laughs> yeah. videos on there, and the three yeah. videos, I admonish you to look at all three videos, um, and it, it basically tells the BSB story. Um, and, and I'm an open book. Like I said, if someone wants to contact me, feel free to do so. Um, and, and I'm excited, and I appreciate you for having me on your show and I know that God is going to do some awesome, awesome things 
um, in your life and expand your business and um, continue to to put us out there and to edify God. And, and I'm sure the blessings are going to flow on you as well. Yes, and I receive that. <laughs> so, so thank you again for, um, Gail, for sharing your expertise and how we can bring sexy back to our marriage and just create the awesome rock star life that God uh, meant for us to have.
And until next time, remember to share your passion, find your story, and release your inner rock star. Take care.